0: Welcome, Black Hollywood Live fans. On today's Fit Club, we talk healthier sleep, body-shaming our girls, and a new breast cancer risk. Stay tuned for more. You're tuned into Black Hollywood Live Fit Club.
1: All right, you guys, welcome to Fit Club. This week, it's just Shaka and I. Yeah, just we, left, us. we left the girls uh, back yeah, home. We had a Maybe nice next time. Party. We had so much fun yeah, last week. I really time. enjoyed Hopefully, you guys enjoyed too. Thanks for coming back and watching us. You guys can find me online at fitwithfallon.com or at fitwithfallon. Shaka, where can they find you?
0: You guys can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat at Shaka Strong.
1: And I'm loving this little groovy yeah, music little in the background.
0: Yeah. We're
1: going to chill out while we give you some health and fitness stories. The Fit Club Lounge. Um, exactly. Today. <laughs> like Fit Club Lounge. Um, the first story that we have today talks about, uh, I guess, the dress codes in schools What they think they're doing is not really helping, um, especially our girls. They're enforcing dress codes, but it's actually, I guess, body shaming a lot of girls. So um, there's this one uh, girl, 13 years old. um, She was told that she couldn't wear certain clothes. um, A specific incident where she was sent home because... Of yoga pants. Yeah. Her teacher told her that she shouldn't wear yoga pants because boys will get turned on and then they will get the, embarrassed. The boys
0: would be embarrassed. Yeah, it's kind of crazy that... They're regulating what little girls are wearing because of the way boys will feel if they based on their reaction to that.
1: yeah, and then another girl, um, her mom was upset as well because she got in trouble for wearing shorts that were too short. And the way they determined if the shorts were too short short was her fingertips. if they went past the shorts, that means they were too short. However, Everybody has different size limbs. Yeah,
0: and the same rule wasn't applied to guys. Like some of the guys had shorter shorts than, she. than the girls. <laughs> yeah. So which didn't
1: make sense. So let's kind of dive into this dress code, um, coming from a lawyer's perspective. How would you fight a case like this where a young girl gets sent home if they wanted to take action against the school?
0: Well, something like this. Um, the rules seem kind of almost unequally applied for boys and girls. And so that's where, I, you know, it's equal protection, you know. Uh, Mm -hmm. So that's where I would look first. But, you know, schools largely have a lot of discretion when it comes to the way dress code and districts are able to kind of Mm -hmm. mandate those dress codes. So it's kind of hard to see that there would be a high likelihood of success. But if the treatment between the boys and girls is disparate and consistent, um, there might be sort of like a a highway there.
1: Yeah, there was a case where a girl um, was wearing a short-sleeve tank top showed her shoulders and um, some of her cleavage and um, she was told that she needed to cover up so they gave her a boys t-shirt to cover up and I guess that day it was like 90 plus degrees and I remember being in an elementary school you don't have AC unless you go to a a wealthy (laughs) school and I remember being very very hot well in this incident the girl um, almost got heat stroke she had to go to the nurse's office because she almost passed out and that might
0: be where you have a legal claim because then yeah. you have an injury and then you have an injury that might be precipitated by this unequal policy of you know this dress code yeah uh, it, it you know we now as we're older we always talk on this this show about just kind of things that are present for us now but you forget that a lot of the things that make us insecure about our bodies or lead to weight gain later on in Mm -hmm. life, they start that young.
1: Yes, they do. Yeah,
0: and so it's really, I think it's a critical area we need to target is the messages we are sending to little girls and little boys as well. Yeah,
1: and it it is a thin line. I understand, too, where the school systems are coming from. They want, you know, um, you don't want girls focusing on, because I can see it two sides – You don't want girls focusing on, especially when you're starting to bloom and develop, you know, feminine curves, a lot of girls will look towards the magazines and look on these TV shows and they think, okay, I need to wear, you know, smaller shorts or tighter shirts or show some cleavage. Um, So, I get it. The schools want their girls not focused on showing off their body parts. They want them focused on their curriculum. However, I can say being a curvy girl, um, it's very hard to, uh, for instance, I'll never forget. um, My uh, old friend, um, who we went to high school together, she could wear a skirt, a little dress, short skirt, And it was fine because she had no hips, she had no butt, she was very small chested.
0: (laughs) Poor girl, so (laughs) you
1: know she could. She had long legs, but she had no curves. So as a result, yeah, I would borrow that dress from her. And I would get cat calling, boys whistling, and the teachers giving me the si- side eye. But we literally wore the same dress. Yeah. It's because I have bigger hips. I have bigger legs. And, it, you know, they would joke that uh, that was my bag em Jesus dress. Like, if I showed up to church <laughs> oh, in that dress, I would bag Jesus. Yeah, oh but, you know, it made me upset. Like, oh, I got to think twice before I put on my wardrobe Um because I have curves yeah. and then and then even you know not even just in the school system but the airline what airline was it one of the girls got kicked off the plane because she had yoga pants on yeah. and I, it's just like where do we draw the line I had
0: the same thing for me just uh, I was I've always been very muscular mm-hmm. and so when I wore tank tops it was hey you're showing off what are you doing I mean it was like c- positive but very negative because I felt very embarrassed because I wanted to go to school where what I wanted to wear and not be called out because of what I was wearing mm-hmm. people were wearing tank tops left and right but skinnier guys just were wearing a tank top. Yeah. Whereas when I wore one, it was like you're showing off. And I'd, I just always like to fly under the radar. So I had yeah. to stop worrying them. Oh, wow. But,
1: I never thought it from the male yeah, perspective. Yeah, just for me because
0: I, I just felt like, man, I, I don't always want to hear about my body when I go to school. Yeah. And so I stopped wearing them. But it does affect the way you go about your day mm-hmm. and, wh- and your life in general. Yeah.
1: Do you think the school systems, you know, to make it more streamlined, do you think they should just enforce um, uniforms for all I, schools? I,
0: I do. I, I, you know, I, At the same time, I, I don't know if we were such fans of uniforms growing up when, it's, mm-hmm. when you're in it. Hey, <laughs> you don't know? want to wear a uniform. It definitely makes more practical sense now, but I think that might be the best way to go because it's it's a way to kind of equally apply yeah. everything to everyone. And Because you know, you have a 13-year-old girl who's more developed than the other, but it's not fair that one gets to wear what wear they something, want yeah, and, and the, the other, other one doesn't. doesn't.
1: I agree with it, too. I think all the school systems... I know in New York, my nieces and nephews, they now have to adhere to wearing uniforms because even all the public schools, you have to wear uniforms. Now, I like it because it sets the child up to learn, you know, this is what's appropriate. So when they do get a professional job, they know, I feel like, okay, this is... I know when I... I mean, I work in a gym now, but when I, I worked... In um, corporate America, there was a certain way that I had to dress, and you know, you—I guess—you know how to. And I Mm. feel like it's just your your job is to go to school, so I feel like you should dress uh, accordingly.
0: Yeah, and, and in all the articles I've seen, and even just anecdotal evidence, whenever they talk about girls' dress code, it's always in relationship to boys. But why are we not now focusing on the message that we're sending to our boys and yeah. saying, look, this is how you treat females regardless yes, of what they're wearing. This is exactly. how you respect them. And, and so it won't be such an issue that she's wearing something a little bit shorter than her fingertips as exactly. long as you know how to treat exactly. the female Exactly. It kind
1: of reminds me of when I lived in Dubai. Yeah. Um, you know, um, out there, it's everybody's mostly Muslim, so you had to cover up. And I remember going to the store and I would wear tank tops and they would tell me, hey, we'll deliver your food to you. We don't want you coming to the store in a tank top. And I had a hard time dealing with it because I felt like, you know, you should be able to control yourself when you look at a woman, Mm -hmm. you know? But again, that was their religion. That's the way they were brought up. You know, women are supposed to cover up. But I feel like, like you said, we should be able to, you know, um, treat our boys in a way they can respect girls and not look at them in a certain way, even if they they saw some, you know, leg or arm or cleavage. And so,
0: yeah, so it bothers me that there's not some sort of, like, here's Reprimand we, for the boy. Not reprimand, but just, here's part of the curriculum in our, edu- in this maybe sex ed class, or a class that's like, you know, that an, okay. ethi- an ethics class. Like, yeah. that should be a focus of how do we now teach our boys to treat women respectfully, regardless of what clothes they're wearing. Yeah. And then maybe we still also have a, a, a tight dress code as well. Yeah. But we still help with both problems.
1: Yeah. You guys out there watching, let us know what you think. Do you think that all schools should be streamlined and wear uniforms? Um, or do you think girls should be able to be able to wear whatever they want when they want. Yeah, um, yeah and
0: I kind of like the, If I ever have a daughter, I'm going to maybe she'll be Muslim because I like the whole head to toe. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's like a good covered. Head but see, to toe, well, yeah. what about the
1: boys? Are you not going to make the boy cover up?
0: Um, maybe part of my double standard. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that if all men were uh, kind of given that lesson early in life Mm -hmm. to treat women respectfully, then I probably wouldn't have such a double standard.
1: (laughs) All right. um, Our next story that we have for you today is uh, healthiest ways to improve your sleep. Now, I found this article very, very interesting because it says that um, there are one-third of Americans suffering from insomnia. So that's about 108 million, million. people who suffer yeah. from not getting enough sleep. And a lot of you out there or those who are doing or taking sleeping pills, um, they're really hazardous to your health. They're almost as bad as smoking a pack of cigarettes a day. Isn't that crazy? Um, they also cause infections, especially those um, you know who are elderly or even... If you are addicted to them or take them a lot when you get older, you can potentially get dementia from them. Um, and then you lose the effectiveness after a couple of weeks. They're not going to work as well. And, and, you then, don't,
0: and you don't get deep sleep from them. So they make you yeah. fall asleep pretty quickly, but a lot of them actually don't help you hit the yeah. deep sleep REM that makes you feel rested and energetic.
1: What do you think about it being uh, compared to being addicted to cigarettes?
0: I mean, I thought that. I mean, that was a surprise to me, that that's that harmful and that addictive. Yeah.
1: I would have never guessed yeah. that it was that harmful. Um, but I know there are alternatives out there. There's the natural, what do you take? M-
0: Melatonin. Melatonin, yeah.
1: um, things like that. And I know even um, my cousin, her son has... Um, He has, not ADHD, he has a couple things that he has a hard time falling asleep. And they even allow him, being a child, take melatonin because it's natural, um, and it's not as strong as these sleeping pills.
0: What I loved about this was the best way to get better sleep was exercise, yes. and it was what two and a half hours a week, and about what two and a, two and a half hour hours of cardio a week, and mm-hmm. two and a half hours of strength training a week. Like yep. that's it. So you're looking at four to four to five hours a week, yep. strength training and cardio.
1: And I can definitely attest the days that I work out hard, right. I sleep, I crash, yeah. I hit the bed, and I'm out at night because I know um, it really, it takes all the energy from you and it gives you energy during the day, but you just, for me, it just helps me put me to sleep yeah. a little bit easier at night.
0: And it found it helped people with sleep apnea, which oh, is huge. that is sleep, huge. sleep apnea, like you stop breathing in your sleep mm-hmm. and people have died from it. But
1: I think it helps with sleep apnea, and it said also in the article that um, usually people who exercise who have sleep apnea, um, they... Tend to be are ob- overweight yeah, they're yeah. obese so you know if you have sleep apnea and you're obese you start to work out it's going to help yeah. you lose weight and then in turn probably help you sleep better yeah, as and the well. crazy
0: part was because they did a study where they compared people with sleep apnea to those who just dieted those who used exercise and diet um and those who use just exercise mm-hmm. and just exercise alone helped the sleep apnea so it's just like it, it can certainly help regardless of the diet or, you know, what else is mm-hmm. going on.
1: I love that exercise can be a prescription for so many things, even including getting better sleep at night. Yeah,
0: and what it also helps you with restless, restless leg, leg, leg syndrome, syndrome. Which I didn't really know what it was until I read this article. Or you didn't know? Yeah, so for those listening out there, we've all seen that ad. <laughs> um, it's basically when you have itching or burning or involuntary movement mm-hmm. of your legs or other parts of your body. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy that exercise really actually helps yeah. improve that. I
1: think I get restless restless leg syndrome every time I'm on an airplane. I cannot sit down. <laughs> my legs are like jumping all over the place. I wish I could sleep on an airplane. but Yeah, not it's so much. Me. Yeah. All right. Um, extreme obstacle courses are now being created not just for individual athletes, but family athletes. As a family, yeah. you can now um, do different obstacle courses. I used to do the color run, and I would see kids being able to do it because it's only, it's like, three miles, that's it. And yeah, they're not running it. They're usually walking it with their family. (laughs) Yeah, but I love that even these more intense courses, like the mud
0: runs. like Spartan Race. Spartan. I would be a
1: little afraid for my child to do Spartan. But I think Spartan, you need to be 13 years old or or older. They have a
0: Spartan Junior. Yeah, yeah, the Junior. So so. so all the major races, um, the big mud runs of Spartan Race, they all have, you can either do them with a family the the normal race, Mm -hmm. and they also have junior versions of their races, which I love. So it's getting the kids involved in fitness. Especially during the summertime, a lot of times it's hard to like work out of the yeah. family.
1: And I think it's so important to teach your children the importance of working out and to do it in a, a family setting, it it's fun. setting the yeah. example. Yeah. Hey, we're working out too. We're not, a lot of times, you know, parents will be like, okay, you're gonna sign up for this and do this, yeah. but they don't partake of it. And we all know that you need to lead as an example, exactly. um, you know, when you are a parent. So I love that, you know, it includes the entire family and they're making it. An event, and I know I will be doing this when I have my little uh, babies running around. I think this is something that I will definitely Got them have crawling my kids
0: underneath barbed wire. Ever.
1: <laughs> and then, and then, too, it's almost like—I mean, I've taken my nieces and nephews to parks now, yeah. and I'll tell you, it's like a freaking Spartan race. I'll be climbing on the monkey bars. I'm breaking a sweat. This is so hard. But yeah, so you guys out there watching, if you have children, if you have nieces and nephews, you know, now um, when you are partaking in those races, see if there's a children option where you can have your kids and, you know, it's something that they can talk about in school, show and tell and exactly, show off. You exactly, exactly.
0: Participate and learn. <laughs> yeah, I love this. Um,
1: and I think this too will help the child obesity ep- epidemic that we have going yeah. on right now. It's
0: a, it's a great way for families to get mm-hmm. in shape. And then at least... As a family, it's like meeting yourself where you're at. You don't have to race against the super ultimate warrior guy just as a family having fun
1: what was that movie Um, there was some summer camp movie where the the, the families would compete against each other do you remember that growing up one of them was so competitive if you guys know what movie I'm talking about please tweet at me and let me know but I would be that family I'd be yes I'd be like listen Johnny you are gonna make sure mommy wins this
0: Johnny's gonna be obese 25 never wanting to work out again
1: (laughs) right oh my god goodness all right um another story that we have is uh that is pretty interesting too i was actually sad when i read this because um yeah i do like to have some uh <laughs> drinks uh had some uh i guess low calorie margaritas no they were full margaritas last night. but a drink a there day low in there. <laughs> a drink a day can be tied to higher breast cancer risks mm. This was surprising because there's so many articles where we have studied where they say red wine is good for yeah, your heart and like, have a drink a day. A yeah. drink a day. Now they're saying, well, well, wait, it could be tied to breast cancer. Okay. So um, in those uh, exposed tissues, alcohol is converted into what they call acidophilhyde, a (laughs) chemical that can cause mutations in DNA, which can cause potentially um, cancer or can lead to cancer. So the elevated levels of estrogen... is what I think we all know that if you have a lot of estrogen, um, it kind of binds to cancer cells and it kind of speeds up the process of the cancer, yeah. so you have to be really careful if you have too much estrogen as a woman and this study is showing that having a lot of alcohol it binds to it, speeds it up, and then it's giving you more breast
0: cancer yeah, so this was it's just one of those things where you where you learn and you have to balance. And it looks like they're kind of recommending a prescription of things to kind of lower your risk for breast cancer. Mm-hmm. But So it looked like a drink a day increased it by, what, 5%. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, to me, that's pretty significant, especially if you're already at risk. Yeah. So I think you want to know your genetic history when you're you know, kind of making the decision to step away from a drink a day or still have it. Because if you have elevated risk for heart disease, you're going to want to have that drink a day, you know, if, if the breast cancer risk is low for you yeah. um, with your family history.
1: It, it's hard with all these different... You know, studies, it's like, okay, uh, you're telling me one thing, you're telling me another, but I like that you said you have to look at your family history and see what's present and then kind of, like we always advocate on the show, is be your own um, doctor, be your own advocate and see kind of what's working for you, what's not working for you. I would like to see this study even go further where they take maybe just alcoholics alcoholic females Mm -hmm. and do a big study and see what are the percentage of those females Mm. have Breast cancer, because I feel like that will really tell. I'm pretty sure they're having a drink a day or had yeah. a drink a day. Do yeah. they have a higher risk of breast cancer?
0: It, well, well I, think, I think this study kind of looked at a lot. Like I, I think looked at the total totality of females at, in about ten studies mm-hmm. that were premenopausal and about twenty two studies that were postmenopausal, mm-hmm. and just seeing you know what happened. So they also found that obesity was a risk factor as mm-hmm. well. Though it was interesting because if you were obese between eighteen and thirty. But you lost the weight afterwards. You actually had a lower risk mm-hmm. um, for cancer. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, I, I wouldn't go recommending people gain weight between 18 and 30 and, then <laughs> and losing then lose it. it because you know after that, if you had, if you were o- obese after thirty, your your uh, your chances for breast cancer also increased. Go up. So yeah. for some reason, if you were obese just between that little period of time okay. and then no longer were, then your breast cancer rate rates yeah, decreased
1: kind of crazy so
0: a lot of times you're looking at this data they're not exactly sure why certain things are happening but that's what the data you know met it out
1: so Mm -hmm. yeah um I'm definitely going to think twice, but I don't drink, drink. I don't have a drink a day, so <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> it shouldn't be that. The margaritas. I, don't know. <laughs> I drink like mm, socially, maybe a couple times a month. <laughs> um, I, and this was just study for women, not for men, because breast cancer in men, it's only like, it's like what, 1%? 1%. Percent. It's yeah. not as high as women. So they only studied women in this case. Um, but I know you had went to the Eat Drink Vegan Festival this yeah. weekend. What were you drinking at that festival? Well,
0: I, and I, I should have called you because you're still. I know. Vegan, I saw right?
1: your snap. You're so I was like, oh, okay, Shaka. Well,
0: I, I, I forgot you're about this lifestyle now. So you still meat-free, right?
1: I am meat-free. Okay, awesome. I think it's 39 days meat-free. Nice.
0: Free. Very nice. Um, so, yeah, I went to this vegan festival. It was just, uh, I, I love to immerse myself in things that, like, teach me a little bit more about health and fitness. Mm-hmm. Um, so if people have little vegan festivals out there, I recommend you guys go to them. Um, but it was great. Uh met a great company, Lacanto, that I work with. Um, they're using monk fruit instead of sugar, so I'm really doing my best monk fruit. Monk fruit What sweetener. is monk fruit. So monk fruit's a natural fruit that's what got is, a sweetness to it. Can you
1: look up uh what monk fruit looks like or yeah. maybe I'll look on my phone. I wanna see what monk fruit looks
0: so, like. And so now monk fruit sweetener is mm-hmm. sort of the in fruits. cool thing, but I can tell you that it actually ta- uh, it helps things taste sweeter without mm-hmm. like the aftertaste or and any worries or concerns about cancer, aspartame or These different additives. All right, here Um, we
1: go. He's going to pull it up.
0: Yeah, it's all natural. Almost looks like
1: a grape or seed or... um, Yeah. Do you know what a canepa is?
0: Yeah, of course, yeah. It kind of looks like like a canepa.
1: You kind of crack the shell and inside is a nut. And those are pretty
0: sweet, too, so... I wonder hmm. if those are just another name for monk fruit. I don't know.
1: Yeah. We well, no, to...
0: no, yeah, the guinepas are more fleshy. Oh, I
1: love yeah. guinepas. But, yeah, it's almost a similar kind of look to it. Um,
0: but, yeah, so okay. um, so that was a really cool thing. So I'm doing my best Jack now. Jack fruit, to, monk fruit. Yeah, right? <laughs> so I'm trying to eliminate um, sugar out of my diet right Good now. So that's. But it was an eat-drink vegan fest. So there was tons of uh, vegan beer and mm-hmm. um, vegan wine, which people don't know. Like, there's ways to make beer and wine. I think the standard way is not vegan because of the...
1: Yeah, John Sally was on. He kind of explained it to us. Yeah,
0: because of the process, by the way, they make it Mm -hmm. using sort of animal byproducts. Yeah. So, and then a lot of kombucha was there, so... (gasps) Love kombucha. I need to
1: buy some kombucha. Yeah, Because it almost tastes like beer to me, but like a juice beer. Yeah. So it's like, I like that too. And if
0: you've given up soda, which everyone should give up soda, um, it kind of satisfies that craving to a degree too. And they had actually cola kombucha. So it had the cola flavor. Oh, um, but it was kombucha. cola yeah.
1: kombucha. I'm gonna yeah. have to tell one of my clients that she is addicted to soda.
0: Oh yeah, that that'll that I mean that should help. Cola so, yeah.
1: kombucha. Okay, I'm learning so, some yeah, stuff. Shout yeah. Out.
0: yeah, so yeah, I had a great time. It was good to just get out. Did there. you see any
1: vegan celebrities? It's funny because oh, when you I go ran, to these things,
0: <laughs> I forgot. I ran into John Sally. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I saw he was uh, yeah. tweeting
1: and stuff. Yeah, it's funny because when you go to these things. It's the same kind of crowd. So, like, vegans, even if you weren't famous before, you kind of become... Yeah. Okay. Like uh, like the the guy that we had oh, on
0: Tim Moore. He was there. Vegan he was fat yeah, kid. yeah, vegan uh, fat yeah. kid.
1: I mean, he's his own celebrity now. Yeah. So, so
0: like, it's great because like going to these things become like meetups now. So yeah. He's just hanging out with your friends and saying what's up. So I got a um, quick chance to. I need to be John, put on the vegan yeah. list.
1: I'm, I'm almost forty days hey, meat free. We're gonna find the next vegan <laughs>
0: festival. We'll do it again. To, yeah, we'll do it again together.
1: It, and it's interesting because like I've been um, doing the things that I loved before eating the foods, but like. You know, we did Taco Tuesday, and um, inside I, inside the taco, I did potatoes and beans, and then I yeah. put my usual, my salsa, my cheese, my yeah. cilantro, did Mrs. and I was like, oh, it's like I'm having tacos, and then I have not had Subway since I did the cleanse. Subway. So the reason why, I used to like Subway. and <laughs> the reason too, why, The reason why is because there's, unless I have a salad from there, but you want to put meat. And I went there, or I think yesterday, and I was like, wait, is that a vegan um, patty? Yeah. So they have vegan patties at oh, Subway. Do they? Really? So it was like I was having my six-inch sub, oh. but I wasn't eating meat. So I'm, I'm my, I, I guess I'm more aware of different options yeah. to play with. So I don't totally miss all the the food that I ate before. Um, but it's interesting, and, and that's why I feel grateful that I live in California, too, because so I'm pretty options, sure yeah. if I went to Subway in Worcester, Massachusetts, there's no vegan that'd be, that'd, options. Well, that'll, be, that'll be there in <laughs> six
0: months or another year. Yeah,
1: exactly. But
0: yeah, the thing I like about being vegan, or even if you went vegan for, like, the, like do a Vegan Monday or something like mm-hmm. that, it really makes you pay attention to what's in your food. Oh, so yeah. whether or not you still decide to have that food, okay. Yeah. It, but... I know exactly what's in Oreos now. I still sometimes eat them yeah. but you know, I had no idea that was in cream. Like just yeah. certain things like that. So, I think it's really important to find a lifestyle where you pay attention to what's in your food, no matter when you have it, where you have it. Yeah,
1: because your body is your temple. You want to make sure that, you know, what you're putting in. Even is... if you're polluting
0: it, you still want to know exactly what exactly. you're putting Exactly. Like, with, okay, right? at yeah. least I know this is bad or Yeah, enough. So I can work this off in that way or detox in that way. Yeah. You know?
1: All right, keep me posted on the next vegan festival. Yes, we're going to do I it. I want to be there. All right, you guys, thanks for tuning in. Uh, we had a great time today. Same place, same time. Next yeah. week, um, if there's any topics, that you want us to chat about or if there's any alternative um, what fruits that we have yeah, going on. we got the yeah. jackfruit. we got the monk got fruit. The monk fruit. <laughs> what else is there that we can try um, yeah. when we're living this vegan lifestyle? Um, and, yeah, we'll see you guys next time. Where yeah. can they find you, Shaka? You
0: guys can find me at Shaka Strong on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat.
1: And at Fit with Fallon on social media. We'll see you guys next time. Mm-hmm.
0: Hollywood Hollywood redefined. Redefined. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of D.H.L. or its owners or principals.